Well, welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Mayfield. And ladies and gentlemen, today is truly an amazing episode. If you didn't already know, I host a second podcast called Tell It on the Mountain Podcast, which you can find on Apple and Spotify. So if you love insight, if you love listening to scripture and how to go deeper in the Bible, you should go listen to Tell It on the Mountain Podcast. I do it with three other uh, reverends, and I pretty much ask them questions, and we they help me decipher it. We get insight to different parts of you know, scripture and faith and, and walking this journey with prayer and all these things. And it's a great podcast. And we did a book series as a church called Draw the Circle, which is a, a 40-day prayer challenge. And the author of that book, Mark Batterson, agreed to be on Tell on the Mountain podcast. And it was such a good interview. He has like 50,000 followers on Instagram. He's wrote like 19 books. He's a preacher. He does all these incredible things. And he came in there and he knocked it out of the ballpark on our interview on Tell on the Mountain podcast. So I asked, hey, can I do that? Can I share that on the Great White Buffalo? Because I think everybody would really love the inside and the way that he talks about prayer and talks about how to grow in faith and, and how to, to, to manage that in the times that we live in. And Pastor Chris was like, absolutely, go share that and, and go tell the world. And so if you would, please enjoy today's episode, follow Tell on the Mountain Podcast, and uh, I think you're really going to like it. I think you really will. So anyways, we love you, and thank you for listening, as always, to the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Wandering through the great plains of life, things move fast, sometimes a blur. Don't you let this bumpy road separate you from the herd. When you think the day is done, the sun is getting low. We're all looking for something rare, the great white buffalo, the great white buffalo. Podcast with Ben Mayfield. All boundaries, even sort of beyond Protestant circles, uh, which is interesting to me. So, but I, I feel pretty comfortable, uh, Great. Right right here with you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tell It on the Mountain Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so excited that you're joining us here today in the studio. This is a special episode. This is not a normal episode. This is an outlier, but it's going to be phenomenal. And I hope, I hope you get a lot of really good Easter eggs out of this episode today. To my left is Reverend Kathy. Reverend Kathy, how are you? I am blessed to be here. And we're blessed to have you. In the front of me, we have Reverend Chris. Chris, you doing okay? Hey, Ben. Doing great. Uh, it's always great to have you. And last but not least, it's Reverend Dr. Colonel Pistol Robinson. How are you, Pistol? Thank you, Ben, for getting all those in. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this is quite the honor. This is a special privilege today with this author of the prayer challenge book that we've done, Draw the Circle, is author Mark Batterson. Mark, how are you? Hey, doing good, Ben. And uh, I love that little Easter egg analogy. I'm, I'm believing for it today on this podcast. <laughs> yes, I love it. Uh, Mark, just for the listeners who maybe have read the book, but don't quite know you as well. Um, I have a little bio here I want to read. It says, Mark Batterson serves as the lead pastor of National Community Church in Washington, D.C., one uh, church with multiple locations. NCC is focused on reaching emerging generations and meets in theaters throughout D.C. metro area. NCC also owns and operates the largest coffee house on Capitol Hill, which is pretty awesome. Mark holds a doctorate of ministry from Regent University and is New York Times bestselling author of 19 books. Wow. Woo. Mark, that's quite the accomplishment. And he's only 22 <laughs> years <will>. old. <laughs> <laughs> His first I book will. says, <laughs> See uh, Dick Run. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, is there some other things that if the audience who doesn't know you that you would like to add on to just a little bit about who you are? Well, on a personal note, you know, we're doing this podcast. My office is right above that coffee house that you referenced. <laughs> and I just want to say for the record, the Holy Spirit plus caffeine equals awesome. Uh, it's pretty sweet <laughs> setup having an office right above a coffee hey, house. And, uh, and then we also have a DC Dream Center that during mm. this COVID crisis, we've served 55,000 meals last year to wow. our DC community. And so we're really, um, 
Yeah, like any church, we gather on the weekend. Well, at least we did pre-COVID, and <laughs> uh, we will again. But, uh, you know, we're, we're really engaged in the nation's capital and in, in serving our community and not just trying to build a church, but to bless a city. And so it's a joy to be on with you and to know that you guys have gone through that 40-day prayer challenge. And so thanks for letting me be a little piece of this podcast puzzle today. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're thrilled to have you. One of the traditions we have, Mark, is we have socks. And we love it because it's an audio-only format for the most part. And so we like to tease our audience, tell them about our socks that they can't actually see. But today I got on superhero flash socks. You know, I'm a big DC fan, comic book fan. Kathy, Mine, what do you I got? lose. I come in last today. Um, underneath these black slacks, I have turquoise socks with great big white dots. So that's Apropos turquoise. Of nothing. Okay, uh, most uh, yes. all the rest of us here could not tell you what color those are. That's what okay, they are. They're turquoise. turquoise. <laughs> and I've got some monkeys who are surfboarding. Um, and some palm, some palm trees. Pistol, what you got? I usually am far behind. I'm, I'm usually have the worst socks of anybody here. My wife got on me, so today I have penguin socks on that says "Chilling with Jesus," <laughs> and then it says Psalm 46, verse 10, which which says, "Be still and know that I am God." So I really. I, 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 I up my game big time this yeah, time. Absolutely. You know, I've done several wow. retreats about Psalm 4610. I never, ever thought about including a penguin. Mm. <laughs> uh, Pistol, I mean, we're just getting to know each other, but I feel like I know you really well <laughs> just based on the socks you're wearing. I mean, it's like your socks are preaching a sermon. I mean, it's incredible. You're like a walking walking sermon. Hey, Ben, I feel like I'm the, uh, I, I feel a little bit too normal today because I, I actually, I have about eight pairs of the same socks. <laughs> I ran a marathon a couple of years ago and I got these, I think they're called Belega socks with a little bit of extra mm. cushioning yeah. uh, on the sole. And I got all the same kind so that I don't have to match them in the morning when I get up in the dark. So I'm just keeping it real today. Hey, no, we appreciate that. I um, I have I have some specialty socks, but most of the time it's just regular socks. But we appreciate that. Uh, you ran a marathon, though? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, 2017 uh, Chicago Marathon. And I did it because I had asthma for 40 years. And I, I don't know how else to say this. I don't have asthma anymore, and uh, it was an Come absolute on. miracle. <laughs> and so I decided to celebrate that miracle. I'm going to run the Chicago Marathon, and so um, pre pretty, uh, pretty, pretty special moment for me doing something that I never thought that uh, I would be able to do. That's awesome. As a, a man who still struggles with asthma, I'll get better with it. I'll start doing some exercise. <laughs> I but love it. We're gonna it. we're gonna open up with prayer with Chris, and then we'll go ahead and get you to some hard hitting questions. So I also love looking at your your background. I see some draw the circle books out there, so that's kind of cool too. I don't know if y'all noticed that in the background. I did. Yes, yeah. that's pretty cool. But Chris, will you open something? Very good. I will. Yes. Let me go ahead and pray for us. Well, gracious Lord, we give thanks for this opportunity to have this special podcast today and and a, a chance just to spend some time with Mark, uh, just our, our colleague, our brother in Christ, and to be able to talk about uh, a book that he wrote a while ago now, but that is still just bringing about fruit in the kingdom and has definitely been a blessing for our church. And so, Lord, we just give this hour to you, our time together, and we just pray, Lord, uh, come Holy Spirit, uh, you guide us in however you like us to go today, and may you may you uh, gl be glorified, God, in, in our all of our conversation. We give you thanks and praise. Amen. 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 And right. I did. Uh, I, I wanted to mention too, just for those who don't know, we had probably four hundred people in our mm -hmm. church take this prayer challenge. 
And wow. so we we spent the f- first 400 days, um, 400, first, first 40 40. days, uh, <laughs> you know, reading. And we also had a Zoom community that every day we got on and we just talked about the day. We prayed together. We chewed through things. And it, it really has been a blessing. And then we've kind of shared with our friends about that. Uh, so there's probably three other churches in Georgia who are doing it as a Lenten study. So I don't know if your book sales are categorized by states, but you will probably, you should be seeing an increase coming from Georgia. So, but that's the Holy Spirit. I love it, Chris. Thank you so much. That's awfully encouraging. And I tell you what, the amazing 400 people, that's a, that is tremendous. And I think one of the wonderful things is that then you begin to acquire some language and mm. terminology and even mm. an approach to prayer that now you're able to pray, you know, where two or three agree together, you can almost track with one another in prayer. And so I'm so encouraged by that. I, I feel like you just adopted me. We uh, did. As a part of the church <laughs> there. And so what a, what a joy to hear that. One yeah, we, other thing that we're doing Uh, is a Lenten Bible study just for kids that is done around Draw the Circle. And families come and pick this up, and it's got five weeks of material and supplies. There's Play-Doh and crayons and all sorts of activities for our children's ministry to reach out. So we're blessed. That's That's amazing. It is, yes. We are blessed with a children's director whose imagination is phenomenal. And Ben is doing it it with his youth group. Yeah, there's been a couple times where I've done a message or two with the youth kids and I've used some elements from the book and they're like, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) That sounds familiar. I'm like, all right, so you read day 36. Okay, good. That's good to know. (laughs) Uh, That's so fun. Uh, well, we're going to go ahead and get started with asking you some questions. And Reverend Kathy, will you ask the first Absolutely. one? Absolutely. We're all in a place that we would not have imagined a year ago. So if you were to take your book, Draw the Circle, and add, say, five chapters to the end of it in this post-COVID environment, mm. what might you add to the tail end of this book that readers would want to know? Well, Kathy, I think the idea of a daily prayer habit becomes even more important in a COVID world where all of our rhythms and routines are disrupted. Mm. And so here in Washington, D.C., you know, it's different in different places of the country, but you know, we we are just starting to gather again. We we had uh, we weren't able to gather for about eleven months, wow. and we're just now kind of inching back. But you know, I have felt like the only ceiling on our intimacy with God and impact on the world is daily spiritual discipline. So I think that daily prayer habit is really really critical. The one thing I would add is a daily Bible reading plan has been really critical to my spiritual growth over the last year, just staying grounded in God's word. And so, uh, you know, I, I think there's a certain power when you pray the word of God because you're praying those promises. And so I don't know that I would have changed a whole lot, but maybe a little bit more emphasis on that, that those daily disciplines, um, and and that probably is coming out of the fact that you know I'm sort of in this win the day mindset juxtaposed with draw the circle. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll tell you this, I uh, I continue to be amazed. I wrote that book a number of years ago, and God continues to do so many miracles. And I think one lesson I've learned is the way that you steward a miracle is by believing God for even bigger and better miracles. So who, who knows, maybe maybe we'll do another uh, 40 days uh, at some point. Or maybe Chris, Chris, you said 400 days at the outset. <laughs> that might be a little bit of a I story. got a little excited. I don't know. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Uh, pistol? So one of the things that was exciting about your book was not to allow our prayers to be small. 
But and that was very informative because a lot of the time our prayers are small. Um, and so what what we were wanting to ask you was, how do you advise people to start breaking through that fear barrier to dream big and to pray for God's big plans for our lives? Yeah, Pistol, this, this might sound like reverse psychology because absolutely you, you pray God-sized prayers. You just, you, you dream big. But let me, let me come at this backwards. I, I want to remind us that we want to do amazing things for God, but that's not our job. God's the one who does amazing things for us. Joshua 3, 5, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And so I'm a big believer that if you do little things like they're big things, God's going to do big mm. things like they're little things. And so we have to be careful that we aren't trying to manufacture the miracle ourselves. I talk a little bit about that uh, in the 40-day prayer challenge. Now that said, I, I do believe that you have to pray some things that are beyond your ability. We ask God to do for us what God wants us to do for Him. And uh, I think praying those God-sized prayers uh, and praying those bold prayers is about us recognizing that a very fun fundamental level we we place four-dimensional limitations on god and so well maybe the way to say it is this in the beginning god created created us in his image we've been creating god in our image ever since and so we yes. we put these time and space limitations on him and we forget the fact that god exists outside of those space-time limitations that we have and so the exciting thing about prayer to me is that you can exit these human limitations and you can believe God to do things that, well, in the words of Ephesians 3.20, are beyond what we could ask or imagine. Now, one word of caution, and I, I know that, uh, you know, this is something that in the very beginning of the book, I try to outline. Prayer, prayer is not outlining our agenda to God. It's getting into God's word and God's presence and letting God outline his agenda to us. So just a reminder, prayer has to meet a twofold litmus test. Got to be in the will of God and for the glory of God. If it's not, it's a non-starter. But if it is now, Pistol, I think now we're going to begin to see God do things that, of course, we can't take credit for. And I, I think that's when our prayer lives uh, take on this kind of dimension of adventure or I don't know how else to say it. It's fun. Yeah. It's it's fun uh, to pray those God-sized prayers and then see what God does. Amen. Excellent. Yeah, Mark, this is Chris. One question that I wanted to ask you about, uh, one of my favorite quotes from, from your book is that prayer is the root of revival. And I think a lot of us, you know, when you read about the Great Awakenings, when you when you read about, you know, people getting two blocks away from the church and they have to pray for the strength to go on because the presence of God is just so, so evident. Um, and so we, as we think about our church, and we want to see God do amazing things. And so we are, we're praying for that. And we're praying for awakening and revival. But so we, we just wanted to see if you could just talk a little bit more about what you think kind of feeds that uh, revival for our church or kind of will kind of help us as we long for that. Yeah, Chris, I love that question. And I, and I love the heart behind it. You know, I think our church during this COVID crisis where our rhythms are kind of being disrupted we launched something called the upper zoom. It's a play on the upper room. <laughs> and uh, we we gather Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday morning, a couple hundred people at 714 a.m. Now, you probably read about 714 a.m. Mm, we did. And the we did. That, that that holds for us as a church. Well, we're, we're still putting that into practice. And so I go right back to that second Chronicles 714. And, and it says, if my people who are called by my name will, yeah. one, humble themselves, two, pray, three, seek my face, four, turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear mm. from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, I'll hear their heal their land. 
So I think that humility piece is really big. Um, If we stay humble and stay hungry, nothing God can't do in us or through us. And so I think revival comes in a posture of humility before the Lord, which sometimes it's a physical posture of kneeling. I think um, prayer is what we've been talking about. And then seeking seeking his face, not second or third or 10th, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, Matthew 6. And then finally, there's an element of repentance. Mm-hmm. It's being in this posture of confession before the Lord. So Chris, I think those four things somehow, almost like a, I don't know, a really good stew, a really good stew has a couple of different ingredients, but boy, when they mix together the right way, oh, I love I love a good stew, and I, I think uh, humility, prayer, it sets the table for us to experience revival, not on our terms uh, or on our timeline, but on God's terms and on God's timeline. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. That's great. I have to ask the question, though, since you're from Chicago and I lived there for quite a while, Mulligatawny stew. Don't you love it? (laughs) (laughs) This room full of Southerners has no idea (laughs) what we're talking about. It is wonderful. I'll make you some sometime. So even even if we can't spell it, Kathy. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So we 400 plus here have read your book, 30 people roughly every day got on a Zoom call, went into small groups and talked. How do we leverage that now to further the kingdom here on earth? How do we take that momentum and make it ours for the long haul? Yep. Well, in my experience with spiritual growth, at some point, what seems like the ceiling becomes a new floor. And so you have these 40 days of seeking the Lord. You begin to see some momentum. You pray with a little bit more faith, maybe even exercise some of the spiritual authority that you have in Christ. Well, Let's not just stop and go back to the level that we were. Right. I think you, you keep building on it. And again, you, you do it with those daily spiritual disciplines. So uh, I, I enjoy sports. I played basketball in college. And one thing I learned is you never outgrow the basics. You always have to work on those mm. skills. If, if you're a musician, you always have to keep playing scales, so to speak. You, you, you continue to, to work on those basics. And so I think as it relates to prayer, my goal was to give us a, enough of a running start so that we would still be praying on day 41. Uh, Kathy, maybe Correct. one other thought. One, one way to keep this habit going, I think, is a prayer journal. Uh, and it can be a combination prayer journal, gratitude journal, uh, dream journal. Uh, it doesn't have to be just one thing, but it, a journal has a way of allowing you to keep track of what you're praying for. And also when God answers those prayers, it gives you an opportunity uh, to go back and give thanks. And so I think a prayer journal is one way to kind of keep that prayer habit uh, moving forward. So you played college basketball, just throwing that out there? I I did. Uh, Do do you want a fun fact? Yeah, absolutely. I I was a uh, first team all American. Ah, And uh, I usually pause for a moment. N double C double A. The extra C stands for Christian. (laughs) So, and listen to all the athletes out there. I will give an encouraging word that the older you get, the better you were. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, So Ben does something around basketball. That's true. I'm not going to try to flex flex, but I work for the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know if you may have heard of them, the NBA team. Not as a player, though. (laughs) Not as an athlete, as a dancer. So... (laughs) For real. Yeah, I know. That's like a weird fact. Um, 
I, yeah. So that's why when you heard, said basketball, I was like, oh, I can relate. I, I, you know, I've seen players, you know, right. from the sideline. When They're I lots taller than you are. Yeah, I love it. That's true. So if you're ever in Atlanta and want to see a game, let me know. I'll hook you up. So, but we'll go I back to, it. we'll go back to real questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ben can toe touch like I, I can. nobody's business. Um, so question about the Holy Spirit and, you know, we, we spe- purposefully chose to start the year with the 40 day prayer challenge because we did want to, we wanted to, to emphasize and teach and enlarge just our prayer base with the congregation. And another reason really was, I, you know, you so wonderfully talk about the Holy Spirit, and and we wanted people to also, through these this 40-day prayer challenge, learn more about the Holy Spirit and also begin to avail themselves or be opened up to a willingness to embrace the work of the Holy Spirit. So, so just generally, can you talk some more about, you know, how we as a congregation can can know and and how can we grow in in our desire collectively for the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Well, again, I love this question. I have a theory of everything, Chris, kind of my my TOE in scientific terms that the answer to every prayer is more of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. And, and what I mean by that is this, you know, you may say, well, no, Mark, I, I need more love. Okay. I agree with that. I, I need more joy. Absolutely. I need more peace. I, I bet some people are picking up on where I'm going with this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. <laughs> These are fruit of the spirit. And so I think what we need is more of the spirit that produces more of that fruit. And so I think this idea of really throwing down a welcome mat Mm. to the Holy Spirit, in him we live and move and have our being. And I know that spirit is a little bit more mysterious, which means it can be a little bit scarier, you know, especially if you have a Holy Ghost KJV version of the Bible. Right. Um, You know, I I get it. But the Holy Spirit is a person with a personality and is one one, uh, member of that trinity. And so the the last thing I would say is uh, I love the way that R.A. Torrey framed this. Um, He said, if we think of the Holy Spirit, as merely a power or influence, our constant thought will be, how can I get more of the Holy Spirit? But if we think of him in the biblical way as a divine person, our thought will rather be, how can the Holy Spirit have more of me? Mm. I love that idea. Wow. And, And so my question would be, how much of us does the Holy Spirit have? Does the Holy Spirit have the the right brain and left brain? Does the Holy Spirit have our past, present, and future? Does the Holy Spirit have all those different dimensions of our personality? And I think something really exciting happens when we begin to submit our lives um, to the Lordship of Christ, but also to that infilling of the Holy mm. Spirit. And, uh, and so... Uh, we we don't just seek more of the spirit. The spirit wants more of us. Yeah, thank you. I lo- I love it. It's great. A great a great Easter egg and nugget for us. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you are definitely uh, living in a political location, and we are all a political world right now. And so, when we watch and look upon being. You know, you're there as the church, but we're part of you here as the church. And so as, we, as we're sitting here in Atlanta, we, we just wonder, how can we, with your church being there in the nation's capital, how do we, um, how can we best pray for the leaders there? From where you're sitting, how can we bring our voice uh, to God as a community with you? Yeah, Pistol, I love the question. And uh, let, let me say this up front, that 
it's not about the name over the church door. It's about the name that's above all names. And so we are an expression and an extension of one another. And mm -hmm. sometimes we feel like just being in the nation's capital, we have a joy and privilege of representing Christ followers all across the country from, from lots of different um, traditions and denominations. And that, that to me uh, is a wonderful, wonderful privilege. I, I, I've been here for 25 years and We've never seen the political polarization at, at quite the intensity that, that we have recently. And so the first thing that I would say is that I really believe that we're called to be peacemakers, grace givers, and tone setters to kind of stand in the gap uh, and represent Christ in that way. People from both sides of the aisle who attend our church, who are members of Congress and you know, I, I am trying to remind uh, our church that our primary citizenship is in this thing called the kingdom, kingdom of heaven. And so we function as ambassadors representing that kingdom uh, to this country. And so I think, honestly, our job is to put that Sermon on the Mount into practice, you know, to to really live it out. And, and it's so it's so counterintuitive and it's so counterculture to love your enemy, pray for those who persecute you, um, bless those who curse you, uh, turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, give the shirt off your back. I mean, th this is what Jesus said. So how can we do that in an environment that is uh, polarized? Well, that's when and where and how we get to put that into practice. And so I would say praying for a measure of unity within diversity. We're not great at listening to each other these days, and we're not mm -hmm. great at uh, always understanding the other side. You don't have to agree with it, but I think true wisdom has two sides, Job 11, 6, and truth is found often in the tension of opposites. And so I think it's with a humble spirit that we exist uh, in this political sphere, knowing that, you know, the ultimate solutions are not going to be brought um, by one political party or another, but ultimately it's about the kingdom of God finding its full expression. And so that, that's kind of just coming out of my heart, sharing, you know, in the middle of a really interesting season in a very interesting place. And, uh, uh, but I, I would say that administrations come and go, but the kingdom is forever. Let's remember that. Amen. And let's make sure that we stay centered and recognize we're here for such a time as this and such a place as this. Amen. Thank you so much for that answer. How can the Holy Spirit have more of me? What, what posture do I assume or do our listeners assume to allow that Holy Spirit to have more of me? Wow. Well, Kathy, I think there's, I, I kind of think of it as giving the Holy Spirit veto power. Ah. That in, in a sense, I am trying to live a Spirit-filled, Spirit-led life. And a lot of it, it's just learning to hear that still small voice. I'm so glad you brought this up because let me pose a question that I've been asking our church. What percentage of your thoughts, words, and actions are a regurgitation of the news you're watching and the social media you're following? And what percentage is a revelation that you're getting from God's word? Amen. We're living Amen. in a day and age where there's so much noise and it's all of these different voices what who is the loudest voice in your life and in order for the holy spirit to be the loudest voice i think we have to turn off and and tune out and turn down some of those other voices and make sure that we're dialed in now i think that starts with scripture but it's also learning to discern that still small voice my my wife and i have been married uh, 28 years. We, uh, we got married pretty young, right out of college. And 
You know what? Over the years, we've learned to understand each other's voices mm -hmm. as well as um, posture and, uh, <laughs> you know, body language and the smallest little facial expressions. Yes. We, we've learned each other's language. And I think over time, uh, you begin to discern the way that the Holy Spirit moves and works in your life. The only warning that is in everything the Spirit has to say, you won't hear anything the Spirit has to say. And so you have to listen to the voice of conviction to hear the voice of comfort. Mm. And so it's almost Amen. submitting ourselves to hear that voice and, and then be obedient to it. Now, I bet uh, all of us have had those moments where we felt some kind of prompting or stirring from the Spirit. I think it's so critical that we obey that prompting because if we don't, what happens is our, our hearing gets a little bit harder and our heart gets a little bit harder. And so I think it's about just obeying to the level of revelation that we have. And when we yeah. do that, that's how spiritual growth happens. That's how relation ha relationship happens with the Holy Spirit. Amen to that. Yeah, one we did want to hear a little bit about your your latest book too. Can you tell us uh, when the day is that the title of it? Yeah, ah, it sure the is. Hat. Well, thanks for asking. I, you know, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is mystery. <laughs> we we have to win the day. And this is not just a good idea, it's a God idea. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Take up your cross daily, don't worry about tomorrow. Uh, and so this idea of living in daytight compartments, mm. easier said than done, but whatever goal you're going after, whatever habit you're trying to make or break, it's gonna happen one day at a time. And so I share seven habits that will help you stress less and accomplish more. Not, not that I'm sure no one on this, no one listening to this is stressed, I'm sure. Yeah. Absolutely or, not. Or, or maybe, maybe there are a few people. Um, <laughs> and so seven habits, uh, you have to flip the script, kiss the wave, eat the frog, fly the kite, cut the rope, wind the <laughs> clock, and seed the clouds. And uh, maybe that's for another podcast yeah. <laughs> on another day. But uh yeah, win, win the day uh, is the book that just released, and uh, awesome. excited to see how the Lord seems to be using that um, in people's lives already. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mark, first of all, crushing it. I don't know. I don't know if this is your first podcast, your first interview, <laughs> but I just want to say you're doing a good job. Uh, <laughs> tell, tell your family and friends. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. But we, uh, we like to end the each episode with like words of wisdom, like words of like a little piece of nugget of like, Hey, this is a little thing that you could take away um, to chew on. And you've already said like about a thousand, I've written some notes down over here, but just something that people can chew on and think about is how we kind of end up the episode. As we go around with Kathy, Chris, and Pistol, if y'all could just say, we've done a podcast on your book before where we just discuss our favorite chapters. Maybe mention your favorite day as your word of wisdom, and Mark can kind of maybe mention uh, something about that day in particular. Uh, and then we'll go, not that you get to, not like a rapid fire, you know, like quiz you, do you remember what you wrote on yeah. day 36? <laughs> but we'll mention. Oh, boy. Yeah, we'll mention something that we liked because I thought that was really good. And then we'll have, uh, if you would, if you wouldn't mind, Mark, um, when it, we'll go around and uh, will you close this out with your words of wisdom and then with a prayer, and then that's how absolutely. we'll wrap it up. Absolutely, would love to. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we'll start with Pistol Robinson, Doctor Colonel, Reverend. Well, so what I was talking about was day twenty-four, and day twenty-four was talking about finding your voice and the idea of having that unique voice. Um, that, that, that God has purpose for you. And, I, and that really uh, just resounded with me. And, and this idea that not only is there, and I love the way you said it, it's not, you know, it's for everybody. You could be a politician, a lawyer, a minister, all those, but each of us has that voice. And, uh, and, and the idea that, and you said it earlier, ground yourself in Scripture and allow that voice in Scripture come through you. And, and so I just uh, want to share with the listeners that, th that having that prayer voice, and then as you said, 
then I can hear differently when I'm talking with God in that dialogue. And so I just uh, thank you for those for those words, and, and, and that really came to home to my heart. Yeah, Pistol, you know what's fun about that is, you know, let, let's say we're gathered and we're singing that classic hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Everybody may be singing the same words, but it's a very different song because God has been faithful to you uh, in a way that, and so let's say there's a few hundred people singing that song. It, it's not the same song. It's it's several hundred different songs. Why? Because there never has been and never will be anyone like you, not a testament to you, a testament to the God who created you. And I think what that means is this, no one can worship God like you or for you. And that to me is so special because you have a unique voice print. And I think that's symbolic of the fact that you have something to bring to the table that no one else does. And I, I think that makes all of us invaluable and irreplaceable. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Mark. I appreciate that. I especially loved day three, and uh, my favorite quote from that day on consecration uh, came, it was Dwight Moody's quote on page 26, the world has yet to see what God will do with and for and through and in and by the, I'm going to adjust here, person, uh, who is fully and wholly consecrated to him. And mm. that just spoke to me because I'm not sure that we spend enough time understanding what fully consecrated means. Mm. So that yeah. that one really struck home and it carried throughout the book. Uh, I felt in every chapter that you know, being fully consecrated uh, would allow us to do the things that each chapter brought up. Mm -hmm. Mm. Kathy, I felt like day three was the key to maybe the whole thing, this idea of consecration. Mm -hmm. And one one fun little fact about D.L. Moody, who you just quoted, uh, I read a biography of Moody maybe 20 years ago, and I'll never forget, what was said about him, that he felt a twinge of guilt if the blacksmiths were up hammering before he was up praying. Hmm. Now, I want to clarify, I don't know that we need to feel guilty about not beating the blacksmiths up, and and for the record, I don't think there are any blacksmiths in D.C. (laughs) Or Atlanta. The idea was he would consecrate the day and Hmm. consecrate himself with that early morning prayer habit and Kathy, that that imagery is what inspired me many, many years ago to set my alarm clock a little bit earlier and to seek the Lord. I will jump in and say my prayer time is 6.08 a.m. after Micah 6.8. What does the Lord wow. require of you? <laughs> and the cat and I go into my prayer closet and shut the door. I put on my <laughs> noise-canceling headphones and we're off for the day. I love it. That is so <laughs> inspiring. What's your cat's name? Sonny. Because he's <laughs> orange like the sun. My grandson named him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Day three for me also was was pretty significant. And a lot of the reason is your gate D8 story. Ooh, that's a good one. Because... Yes. I I've I think a lot of us have had some similar times where God's like, all right, are you are you all in? Are you willing to kind of follow my lead and do what I'm calling you to do in the moment? And for me, it was a full face plant, <laughs> a full prostration when I had to answer that question. So when I read your story, I'm wow. like, oh, I totally get that. <laughs> Pistol has wow. dropped to his knees in Kroger in Walmart, and Ben in Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. you talk about having like accountability partners and Pistol and I were accountability. And so we would text each other every day at 2.32, which was our prayer time. And, um, mm. and it's, it was the, always the Saturdays that were the worst because we'd be sh- like, I'd be at Walmart or, pistols in Kroger shopping and it's like oh man I gotta pray I'm in Kroger oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I love it hey that is inspiring to hear that you guys are accountability partners our pastor of prayer 
uh, has a fun word that she's come up with that uh, she doesn't have accountability partners. She has expectability partners. Isn't that fun? <laughs> that is. It almost adds, wow. like, it adds a dimension of, hey, let's make sure that our expectations are sanctified and keep holding each other to kind of that higher standard. So yeah. I love it. Absolutely yeah. inspiring. And then one one thing I I want to mention it's not one of the days but I think Kathy and I neither one of us had a prayer journal prior right. to reading your book and one thing I loved is you didn't tell people how to do it because Kathy does it differently than I do mm-hmm. my friend Brent does it differently than I do my wife like it's so cool you didn't give us this is how you do it but you let the spirit guide us. And now we're never without ours. It travels wherever. Love it. Mine's here in my lap. Um, Chris's is with him. Wherever we are, our prayer journals are with us. I love it. That is so, you you just made my day. Well, thank you. Because I think what you're saying is is you didn't just read it, you you did it. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, that is awfully encouraging. I love it. (laughs) Well, we uh, we want to be respectful of your time. We really appreciate you being here, Mark. Uh, would you like to end us with a with a word of wisdom that like a, just like a last anthem that you may have for the listeners uh, who may try to win the day uh, or have been doing this prayer challenge? And then would you close us out in prayer? That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I might just speak a word of encouragement to to leaders, and mm. by by leaders, I think everybody qualifies in some form or fashion. Everybody leads something and and even if you don't uh you lead yourself which by the way is the uh, hardest person on the planet to lead <laughs> absolutely <laughs> uh leadership starts with self-leadership so i think it's uh 18 of leaders that feel qualified to lead right now and i'm wondering who those 18 percent are because <laughs> all of us are a little past our pay grade and it's been a very very challenging season so I'm just going to share something with you. We, we have someone who attends our church who used to uh, serve as um, Homeland Director and Counterterrorism Advisor, uh, working a few doors down from the Oval Office. And so as you can imagine, he's managing crisis, highly sensitive intelligence. And, you know, I asked him a question what how do you how do you manage crisis how do you operate what's your mindset in those kinds of moments and i'll never forget what he said he he said i reserve the right to get smarter later i just think that's brilliant it's this idea of operating in a spirit of humility with a a a learning posture the Mm. more you know the more you know how much you don't know and so I think you continue to, uh, well, you, you continue to learn like you'll live forever and live like you'll die tomorrow. And somewhere between those two things, I think some good things happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. That's awesome. Amen. All right. Well, uh, will you pray for us, Mark? Absolutely. Lord, thank you for uh, the fact that we're family and that we're a part of your kingdom. And so, Lord, I I pray for coming First United Methodist Church, your blessing, your anointing, your favor. God, would you show them your faithfulness and your sovereignty? Lord, thank you for every person who's a part of this church, not by accident, but by divine appointment. Lord, I pray that you would bless them as they bless the community that you've called them to serve. God, I pray for great joy and peace and love. Lord, I pray for the presence of God to be so real in their gatherings and in their relationships. And Lord, I pray that they would see your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, just anointing on every leader, every pastor, Um, God, I pray that you would bless them, that they would find joy in seeking you and in serving you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Once again, Mark, we're just so appreciative of you being here. Uh, (laughs) If you don't know Mark, you can look up online, uh, National City Church. 
uh, community church. I'm sorry, National Community Church. Um, he's on YouTube and he's on Instagram. Uh, is there any other things you'd like to plug um, for our listeners? No, I think if if folks want to visit markbatterson.com, we've mm-hmm. got uh, nothing there costs a dime. It's all freebies. Want to add value to your life, and so there are some things there that it, I think can do that. Um, Reese's for your prayer life, or even for win the day. Uh, you can download the first chapter, and then we've got seven ha- uh, seven steps to uh, setting life goals, which is a whole nother podcast yeah. for another day. But but faith is being sure of what we hope for, and so uh, I hope that uh, that'll be a blessing to those who go there. Thank you so much. Uh, I personally have watched your videos on Instagram. We're watching some of your messages, so and they are on point. So go check them out on Instagram. And if you want to check him out, also check us out at Tell of the Mountain Podcast. We're on Apple and Spotify. If y'all leave us a five-star rating and review, it'll be tremendous. We love y'all. Thank you for listening. Mark, thank you for joining us here today. And we'll see you next time on Tell It on the Mountain Podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the episode of Tell It on the Mountain podcast. I really hope you all enjoyed it. Having Reverend Kathy and Reverend Chris and and Reverend Pistol just be on there, and they always provide such great insight and valuable you know, commentary about either we're talking about scripture, we're talking about prayer, we're talking about faith, whatever it may be. They're so awesome. And so if you if you have some time and you would like to, please go subscribe to Tell It on the Mountain podcast presented by CFUMC. And I'm on there too. I'm I'm kind of the the guy who is the impressionable student. Like I need to let me learn from the senseis about some things. And I just really love the dynamics between all of us. In this episode, you know, we also we had Mark Batterson. So Mark was really cool, and I hope you really enjoyed some of the things that he had. And he actually agreed to be back on the podcast in a future date. So we'll get him back there eventually, and and look at one of his books called Win the Day. So I just really wanted to just plug another podcast that I really love and support called Tell on the Mountain. It's just a really good little advice if you want to add it to your daily downloads. But other than that, make sure you follow us at the Great Buffalo Podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you haven't already, leave us a five-star rating and Apple review. We just love the support. And we're also thinking about getting some new merch. You know, we we got merch, I guess, about two years ago. We're almost our, May is our two-year anniversary, so we're thinking about getting some some new merch, maybe a new shirt, maybe a new hat. You know, we're almost sold out of hats. I only have about five hats left. And then I have, you know, I have a good amount of t-shirts left, but still thinking about getting new merch. So if you're into that, let us know on the Instagram, send us a message. And if you like this episode, maybe uh, we'll get some more interviews in the future. So we love you. We appreciate all that you do. And thank you for listening to the Great White Buffalo Podcast.